episode, oh god, what number is it today? Um, 528 of the <laughs> Samurai Punk Radio. Spunk Radio. Uh, slam or I punk radio. Um, I Go have... on and slam. And welcome <laughs> to the <laughs> jam. Uh, I'm your host, Nick, and with me is... You're the host. You're meant to say our names. No, you're meant to, you're meant to say your own names. Uh, I have Elise and Syrian with me today. Uh, we're going to be doing some podcasting, talking about some bullshit. Um, I'm, hey. in great, I'm in a great mood. I mean, um, what am I saying? Uh, my computer didn't start this morning, so that's great. How, how are you two doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, the weather is kind of shit right now. It's really humid. Yeah. On my way here, I was on a train that had no ventilation Ooh. for like 25 minutes. Was it busy? Minutes. It was bursting at the seams. Okay. It was hell. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be early for work. Oh, this sucks. For quick context, when you say bursting at the seams, was it completely empty in the middle section where people sit? No, no, no. No, 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 it was literally okay. like, you could not fit Chuck a blocked, person. mate. Pretty much. Yeah, that's hectic. How about you? How was your ride here? Uh, I drove today, uh, and I had to be up at quarter to seven, so if I fall asleep on, on stream, I apologize for that. I'm very tired. Quarter to seven? Yeah. How come? Uh, Is it because driving here takes a while? No, no, I just had to pick up some boxes to finish moving out of my apartment this week, so I'm trying to just do a lot of things at the same time, uh, and that seemed like a good idea. I went out with a friend for a drink last night, and I was like, I got home by like, no, I got home by like 9.30 or 10, it's like really reasonable, I had three drinks, it was fine, had a good dinner. And I'm like, oh, good on me. Like, I got home early. I can, I know I have to get up early. And then I watched two episodes of an old season of Survivor. I was like, oh, I, I tried. Of, I thought of you yesterday because I, um, oh, I got you. home, turned on the TV, and I was like, what's on? It's like, it was like Survivor, My Kitchen Rule. Uh, was it, it Australian Survivor? Yeah. Okay. All Stars or whatever. Um, Married yeah. at First Sight. And I, I was like, man, Elise. Okay. Yeah. Elise Shaw likes TV. Like, wow. Live TV. I do not watch Married at First Sight. Uh, that don't? is the oh, biggest <laughs> judge of character. I'm, like, I'm above this. Char- I don't watch Married at First Sight. Okay. <laughs> I don't think all of Stream wants to see how passionate I am about Survivor, but it is different to all other reality TV show, as proven by... I have a friend who... Don't sigh at me, Syrian. I, I have a friend who moved to LA who works on reality television for a living, and I've had some really good conversations with her about the differences of reality TV. I listen to a lot of podcasts about Survivor from people who are on the show, mm. and it's not its not quite as abusive and awful and scripted. Like Not quite. Just a no, little no, no, bit no. less. My, a little bit my, more My human. main argument is that Survivor is not scripted. However... They do cast intelligently, so they know what kind of things are going to happen. And as the crew, they're obviously still able, as a production house, to tell the stories that they want to tell because they have so much footage. Mm. However, unlike a lot of other reality TV shows, they don't sit there and say, say this back to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I retain my argument that uh, Survivor is better than all the rest. Not much of an argument, but okay. Thank um, you. I'm just wondering about... What, what makes reality TV so enticing to people? It's mostly about the negativity, right? I've never seen a reality TV show where people are cooperating and everyone Survivor. Else. Amazing Race. But it's still a competition, right? Survivor is still a yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah. It's still fighting for a prize. Uh, Next in Fashion has been a really good example of it. It's a new show on Netflix. Is that the Tan France show? Is, uh, is it his last name? The British, the British people. Tan is the guy from uh, Queer Eye. I'm, I, maybe, I don't know, I never watched oh, the British people. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's a British fashion show. Anyway, um, it's similar vein to Project Runway, mm. except 
it's not bitchy at all. There's like even there was they get randomly randomly partnered off, and there was a, a pair that did not get along well at all and kind of got removed from the show for it like they got eliminated mm. and even in that process they're like look it's a shame we obviously didn't get along very well we obviously had very different points of view mm. but here we are and thank you for the opportunity whereas in other reality shows it would just be like completely defaming the other person's character and stuff mm. so it's still a competition to become a fashion designer but it's not gossipy or mean at all um I don't know. It's it's interesting because I like to think of myself as somewhat intelligent, and when I say reality TV, people are like, "Oh, you're obviously an idiot." It's like, no, 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 no. Okay, no. I, this is where I'm like, okay, I don't agree with you know liking reality TV shows in okay. any way, but I don't okay. think you're an idiot for it. It's just it's a guilty pleasure, or a pleasure simply. Maybe you just, hey, I I like a lot of stuff, and I'm like, this is kind of trash, but you know what? I just like it. At least if it makes you feel any better, me and my partner have been watching uh, maths uh, recaps by Friendly Geordies. Okay, I don't and know what any of those words meant. Married at first, married at first sight. Right, oh okay. my god! But he, <laughs> this, is, this is the guy who Friendly does like Geordie. political commentary. I don't know. Is that the oh, Geordie it, that's in our office? No, it's, no. Is he based in New South Wales? He's definitely based in New South Wales. He sounds very. And okay. he constantly talks about people from Western Sydney. It's basically okay. a dude on YouTube, kind of talking about stuff, yeah. and he's got a very funny okay. voice. He just talks okay. in duck lips the whole time, and parrots what people say. It's great. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> but it's 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 a pretty apt description actually. This there was a. What's it called? My Kitchen Rules or whatever. Hmm. Like, I watched one season of that, and it was funny, because it was actually nothing to do with cooking. Like, generally speaking, they were all pretty bad at cooking. Hmm. It was just, like, they're just stupid and fight about dumb things. And, yeah, I guess that show was very much, like, guilty pleasure, because it's watching kind of purposefully dumb people have dumb arguments and stuff like that. But I think it's different for every show. Like, I love watching The Amazing Race because I like seeing other countries. Mm. And they genuinely showcase other countries and cultures and things that people do there. And I've always loved to travel. Mm. So that's exciting to me. Um, okay, th- you, you know on um, the channel SBS Food? Yeah, I watch that a lot. Okay, that's, well. that's the one channel where whenever it comes up, I'm like, this. it's not what I like to watch, but it's kind of fun to look at people doing stuff that they like. Yeah. And putting a lot of effort into something that is out of love and it's not like a competition yeah so that's been saying that my partner's really influenced me on because he has that like whereas i usually have like for example music in the background or something mm. he'll have that on the television like all the time and just have that playing in the background and every once in a while focus on it and get actual advice for cooking is and he like, a bit of a, a bit of a foodie uh he just likes cooking like okay. he's not really big on like going out and trying fancy things I think he just really likes being able to cook well. Mm. Um, Italian. Cook well. <laughs> it's an important life skill. I, I think I can get behind uh, what your partner does. Nick, do you have the thing where when I cook for someone else, I will put like as much effort as I can. If I cook for myself, I, I don't know. Even the bare minimum sometimes, I can't even... No, I definitely put in like... Even, I'll, not even more effort, but I'll put in the same amount of effort when I cook for myself as when I cook for someone else. Wow. Yeah. I had friends over the other night and I had a Thai green curry and a pad thai going at the same time. Mm. I made homemade chips to put with like hummus and stuff like that. I had like everything going and then the night before when it was just me, I think I had a pack of migraine. So I'm like, yeah, it's, that'll do. That's fine. I totally, I'm like that as well. Last night my partner had a... What did he have? He had crackers and dips. It's just like... I had leftover Indian food that we had, you know, the day before, and he was just like, oh, fuck it. I've got no food left, I'm just gonna have crackers and dips. I'm like, you're an adult, I guess you can. That's not the worst dinner. It depends, what dip was it? Uh, capsicum, okay, yeah, no. sweet, my sweet potato, something. Similarly, my roommate used to eat hummus and, um, white, like, rice. What are those, like, rice crackers? Rice yeah. crackers. Just hummus and rice crackers for while you watch anime. 
Um, one of my old housemates. <laughs> he'd buy like a one kilo tub at a time. One oh. of my old housemates used to eat just a bowl of white rice for breakfast. That's not. There's nothing wrong with that. That's. It was kind of weird. With a cracked egg or just by itself? No, 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 just by itself. But the worst part was that he put like soy sauce on it, That's and awesome. then like leave it. it. Stink. He'd get like halfway through and be like, "Oh shit, I'm running late," and then just leave the bowl of rice okay. in the desk area. Did I ever tell the story about my um, my housemate, a different housemate, who would uh, steam chicken in the rice cooker? which is, like, fine. Mm. And then I would see it there the next couple of days. Uh, and then a few days later, it'd be gone. Ew. So it's like, I don't know if he ever threw it. He would, like, leave here. What are you going to say? Do you think it, it evaporated? No, I think he definitely ate it, like, after leaving it in the rice cooker. For oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, that's yeah. gross. He didn't I mean, like, and really dangerous. Yeah. Are they dead? Uh, I don't know. He doesn't live with me anymore. Because <laughs> he died? Because he died, yeah. He died for, uh, I mean, theoretically, if you leave it there for, like, say, five hours, it's been cooked. It's alright. No, but days. Days, I'm yeah. talking literal Probably. days lit off. Like, like cooked chicken only. Oh, lit off as well. It's oh, just well. sitting in the, like, the rice steamer thing. Like, know? cooked chicken generally lasts, like, three days in a fridge. Like, that's the safe. I've mm. spent a lot of time, like, looking weeks. at my fridge and being like, is that okay? So I've Googled, like, when I search how long, my mm. Google automatically knows, like, chicken, beef, mince, like, all the things. Like, how long can, can you I leave them in the fridge? Yeah. yeah. See, it's interesting. I don't have the problem because... Being vegetarian, I never have that question. Right. So if it's fake meat, it usually lasts forever. Yeah. Not not forever, but like a while, like a few weeks. Because it's, it's already cooked and it's already packaged. Yeah, so. cooked vegetables just tend to get like shittier over time. Like flavour and texture-wise, yeah. Sometimes, they yeah. slowly absorb their environment around them. I mean, my bean sprouts grew mold, so... Uh, left oh. those ones in for too long. That answered that yes. question. Uh, do you have the thing where... You know, if you have jam... There's always like a little bit left in the in the pot. Mm. Someone forgets to put it in the fridge, and they leave it there for days and days. And then one day you go, oh, I'd like some jam. You open it up, and it's just like a colony. You have a, you have a new person in your rental agreement <laughs> because there's like so much mold in there. Um, ah. Mick had that one of his old places. He'd lived there for like three or four years, and he was cleaning it out. And it was a really big fridge, and at the back of the fridge was like this massive thing of preserved olives. Oh. And he took it out. He's like, oh my god, I don't even want to open it. And I love mold. I'm fascinated by it. So I'm like, open it, open it, open it. And it was like at least that thick of a layer of mold on top of it. The smell was excruciating. Had to open all the windows, like all the doors. It was hilarious. I just want to point out, I've never heard someone say, I love mold. I'm fascinated it's, by it. It is fascinating. It's so interesting. Like, I mean, we why, like why cheese, the, sorry. right? You, how do you feel about cheese? Yeah, but cheese is controlled mold. Yeah, it's domesticated mold, so yeah. it's not so bad. I mean, except well, when you open a, a big pack of blue cheese and you're like... Yeah, that's, well, that's Can't why tell. I didn't like mushrooms for a really long time as well, because I'm like, it's literally like fungi. Like, that doesn't seem like... Like, you're not meant to eat fungus. That seems gross. But mushrooms is the acceptable it, one. It's not, it's not quite the same, because mushrooms are a particular type of fungi. I know, it's still, in my head, I couldn't get past that. I'm, yeah. I'm past that now. Mm. I can eat mushrooms, it's fine. I make an effort to put them in things, because they are very good for you. I think my, my issue with mold is, it looks so fuzzy. I just don't trust it. As uh, soon as something I gets fuzzy, I mean, you shouldn't fuzzy, trust like, it anyway. Yeah, no, 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 but, well, on, on cheese, you're like, okay, it's meant to be there. But if it's, like, kind of, like, fuzzy and powdery, you're like, no, it's no, going to no, go in the air, it can spread no, around. There's different levels, like, as soon as it's colourful, don't eat that. It's like, well, blue cheese it. is literally, like, blue because of the mold. 
Yeah, bl- I don't. I don't go near blue cheese. Okay. It's like when you open a letter with anthrax in it, right? You lift it up, and the, like the spores release, and you're like, oh. oh, yeah, that's happened so many times. <laughs> yeah, hate when that happens. Yeah. Um, do you all want to talk about uh, what you've been playing? Oh yeah, lovely? I guess we should talk about video games. Yes, uh, I've been playing more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, it doesn't get any better. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't. I I don't even know what to say when when the game tells me shit like, oh, you're going too slow because I'm taking my time. I'm like, fuck you, game. Wow. The, the game literally will remind you, like, hey, you know you can fast travel, right? I'm like, That seems like the equivalent of, like, that thing I was ranting about the other day to be like, oh, just a friendly reminder from your insurance company that you owe us money. I'm like, it's not friendly. No. You're just pissing me off more. It sounds like it's that feeling. Like, you know, yeah, if you no. hold a knife to my throat and you smile, that doesn't change the fact yeah. that you're holding a knife to my throat. Um... Yeah. Is it um, pretty though? Like, is that why you're taking your time? Because you want to. Yeah, it's because I want to kind of ride around. Um, yeah. It's very jank though. It's super jank. When, okay. you're, when you're riding your horse, I think it's a problem that we've always had in, in games, you know, like if you look at, I don't know, Dynasty Warriors or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's horrendous. The horse riding is horrendous. Did you like it in Red Dead? Uh, the f- I've only played the first one. Yeah. I thought it was alright. Um, but in this one, it's interesting in this one how they're like, okay, we're, we're willing to sacrifice realism for the sake of traversal. Okay. So you can run full pelt up a hill, okay. no problems. You can fall down, say, I don't know, 25 meters, yeah. fine. The horse is just like, but you're fine. Um, I think that the, so far the only thing that keeps me going is the dialogue, because some of the dialogue is actually quite funny. Okay, I've never had purposefully a, funny? Yeah, like okay. I, I've never heard a game where you're a hero and you go to someone and you're like, hey, I'm going to help you because you look like you need help, and they, they just go like, literally they go like, Hey, who are you? Fuck you. I didn't ask for anything. And then your character goes, I was trying to help. Fuck you. And then you walk away and they're like, fine, asshole. Give me a hand. Can't I help me with my okay. hands? Syrian, you definitely should play The Witcher if you like that kind of writing. Uh, I've all the Witcher got it in my library, but I don't know. I don't want to tackle another beast of like 120 hours or yeah. 200 hours of fetch quests. I was uh, I was talking to students about it the other day about like those larger scope games and they're like oh I play all these I'm like cool well if you want to get in the games industry you're not gonna have time for any of those anymore because you'll be working um, but I was like yeah I choose I choose one big game a year and they're like oh what was the last one I was like oh Spider Man and then I'm like yeah that wasn't last year like that was that was three was... years ago no two yeah. years ago T- two years ago 2018 yeah. yeah same year that God of War won like game of the year yeah. wait yeah. what Spider-Man was 2018 yeah. yeah oh my god I know so I'm like I keep thinking oh I'm keeping up to date but it's like no that was the last big game like triple A I, I think it's one, it's one of those things where no Spider-Man's one... really short it, it wasn't is, that short it, it compared is, to like an Assassin's Creed it is quite short eh, it was still like it's only 20 hours yeah, that's a long time for me to sit on my couch and not be watching Survivor. At least Uni games are like hundreds of hours. I have right yet, now. I have yet to meet someone who's finished Fallout Four and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Everyone is like, I stopped playing because I got bored. Yeah. And I'm like, how how many hours have you played? Oh, about 140. That's insane. That's like it's like six or seven Spider Mans right there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I wish there was six or seven Spider Mans. That game's awesome. No. I think it's, it's awesome because there aren't six or seven of them, and there's only one. And it's yeah. Kind of look. Short. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was a good curated experience. What, what, what have you been playing recently? Which is not Spider-Man. Uh, I haven't played it for a while. I, I realized I've booted my PS4 maybe two times in the year I've been living in this apartment. Um, and I think both of those times were to play more God of War. Um, I, I'm still just hooked on Stardew. Uh, <laughs> it's 
been going on for months now. I know. Well, yeah, since, like, I got the Switch for, like, Christmas Hanukkah gift. Have you made a husbando or a waifu yet? I haven't been interested in that. I, uh, I want to pursue other realities. Oh. Um, like chores. <laughs> yeah, like mining. <laughs> like mining and fishing and gardening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I've just been really busy with a lot of things lately, so I just can't do anything that doesn't involve... I just want to be able to play for like 10 minutes on the train or something like that. Yeah. The Switch also is really, you're playing on Switch, right? Yeah. The Switch does a really good job for like, pick it up, play for 10 minutes, put it down, like put it to sleep and then come back later and it's retained your like progress and... Yes. Yeah. yeah like, you don't have to like make it to the end of the day to save it or good, anything. It's got that good DS feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. I think as well, I I know I have going to Boston in, in less than a week. Um, but I think knowing I'm doing all those flights, I'm like banking up games mm. that I would want to sit and play a, a hefty amount uh, of. At least you, my advice to you is use those plane, you know, those flights to um, watch movies. Yeah, yeah watch all the shitty movies yeah. you didn't want to watch. I watch all for. shitty movies. <laughs> Fair enough. I have. I have a lot. Of have a way to watch shitty movies. I have no, it's a lot like of DNS I'll sit down movies. for sixteen hours. I'll watch seven movies and be like. Okay, none of them were worth my money or my time. So, Syrian, for context, I think mm. it was three weeks ago, I was not feeling super well, because uh, I drank a lot the night before, and I was just like, eh, I'm just going to be lazy on my couch. And there was a, a shitty film on Hulu I wanted to watch. So I was like, eh, I'll just... This seems like a good time. I didn't. I wanted to watch a movie, a whole experience. Mm. And you know at the end of, like, an episode, for example, how it just starts to automatically load the next episode? It did that with another film. I watched three films in a row from that. I didn't even choose the second two. It's I just kind of out. let it go to the next films. Did it just play Hallmark rom coms? Um, no, look, they weren't. They weren't too bad. I watched Life Partners, which was um, Adam Brody, Leighton Meester, and Jillian uh, uh, Jacobs from Community. And then there was a film called Flower, which was like a Sundance film. Um, that was about like this. How to explain this young girl who basically just like gives people blowjobs and then blackmails them because she's seventeen and then it escalates. I've heard about this movie. Yeah, it's got Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. It was it was a Sundance S, so it was like one of those indie films that's not that shitty gross thing. Like it was it was it was quite well done. Um, and then I watched this really bad rom com with Alexis Bledel that was like called The Good Guy or something. Like that was that was pretty trashy. Um, I did watch actually on Valentine's Day. I did watch a rom com with um, my boyfriend, and it was it was Sandra Bullock and um, not Miss Congeniality. No, it was it was called Practical Magic. I had I had never heard of that movie. I've seen the poster, but I've never watched it. Okay. I've seen a lot of older Sandra Bullock. It's got films. the weirdest fucking story structure I've ever seen. Okay. It's it's literally it's 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 an hour and twenty minutes, right? Okay. Pretty standard. Yeah. She meets the guy. Oh, I think I've seen this. Half an hour before the movie ends. And she gets to like the guy 20 minutes before the movie ends. But you just you just kind of forget. So you're sitting there like, okay, so they're going to... Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, by the way. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. That's it. And they, they start to, like, introduce the guy. You're like, okay, cool. They're going to fall in love gradually. They're going to show me the whole program. Now, 10 minutes, like, bam, I love him. I need that man in my life. <laughs> He's a cop and I'm accused of murder, but I want him. Spoilers. Sorry. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, yeah, sorry, spoilers. No, no. Oh, it's... wow, this movie's so 90s. It's... Jesus Christ. It's... I've never seen a movie opening on a... someone being hanged as a scene, and it's the happiest fucking scene you've ever seen. It's like it's like a witch being hanged in, like, the 1700s, and everyone's like, 
burn the witch and the music is like really happy rom-com like 90s guitar oh, like God. you forget how much people used to love uh you know burnings it's the good old time that was the entertainment when yeah you, you had a witch to burn yeah before netflix they burn witches just <laughs> yo baby you want netflix and chill or yeah <laughs> witch burning um yeah uh but so yeah on the flight i i think that'll be a good time i alternate generally between like music reading it's because i've got what what's what's it to LA? Eighteen hours or something? To LA from Melbourne? Yeah. Uh, thirteen and a half or fourteen hours, depending on the direction you're going. Okay. Uh, it goes faster towards one LA. No, no. I mean, if you're if you're flying back from LA to Melbourne, it's faster or vice versa. To a, of the it, wind. Uh, right. Okay. Of the, the yeah. Direction. Um, yeah. So, uh, I've got that long flight. I've got a twenty-five hour stopover in LA, which I'm quite excited for. Mm-hmm. I, I did that purposefully. I messaged my friend because it's a Sunday. Mm. I'm like, you live in LA. Like, let's hang out for the day. And his response was, there are a lot of really good breweries near the airport. I'm like, I knew that's the reason we're friends. That sounds great. Uh, but I'll have a fair bit of time at LA airport. And then I've got the six hours or whatever across to Boston. Mm-hmm. So I installed Child of Light, which I oh, yeah. own on PC and PS4. And PS Vita? Have you never played it, though? No. I kept starting it, but oh. never finishing it. Because I just... I think, I think it needed to be on a portable platform for me. And I bought a Vita and then played it twice and I just I used it for Little Big Planet and that was pretty much it. So I just wanted this game on a handheld console that mm. I could enjoy it on. And I think Switch is the answer to that, so I'm hopeful. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah yeah. 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 No, it's the one that like everyone was like, eh, it's pretty but one made by the Far Cry guy. It's Ubisoft but like indie Ubisoft meant to be, like a smaller team. I don't but... know, it looks beautiful. I started it, the writing was pretty cool. I'm excited to play it. You, you mentioned the PS Vita, and then I just had a flashback to when I used to own um, the PSP. Yeah. And, and now I compare this to, like, what a Switch, you know, appears Is to now. be. Yeah, as a, as a handheld console, and I'm like, wow, there's such a world of difference between... Nintendo really got it down. Yeah, no, because I remember the PSP being... It was so clunky, it was kind of slow to load. Yeah. Uh, it had, like, three games. It had this weird, like, UMD the disc format. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I basically played Wipeout... That's all I played on this. And then you could get films on it as well. Like yeah. the UMD films. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. I can watch a movie on my thing. And then it's like, the screen is like this big. So what's yeah. the point? It was, it was, I guess at least it was before phones became multimedia plays as well. It, it was just on the edge. Yeah, yeah, kind of. If it released like two years later, it would have been completely obsolete because everyone just started watching films on their phones anyway. How, how successful was the uh, PS Vita? Not. Yeah. By comparison to, say, the PSP. I think the more. PSP was more successful. Yeah, PSP has a big porn market or something. One of them is one of them PlayStation is really, porn. One of them is really big in porn right now. I'm not sure which one it is though. Okay. Oh, wow. That was a good tweet. From the one Warhammer. with the like, like a platform usage over time, and like the PS was it the PSP or PSV that like sprung up over the last couple of years. Okay. I don't know why. Download the Pornhub app on PSP. Yeah. yeah. Uh, take it wherever you go. Um, you can play that and your anime visual novel. That's the other thing. Um, PSP. <laughs> Or the Vita, I think, has a, like a big market, or had a big market for visual novels. PS um, Vita had some really cool functionality, like Little Big Planet on it was really. Oh no, I'm not thinking of Little Big Planet. Tearaway, sorry. Tearaway. You could touch the back and yeah, come through the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the back of the PS Vita was a sense, like a touch sensor pad thing. Mm. So you could do things on the back of it, and it would affect the gameplay. Which didn't really work when your hands were small. Like it felt awkward to do, but it was still like a cool piece of technology they just didn't utilize it fucking sony well sony and their gimmicks of yes like, i think the worst thing on ps4 for me is that that giant touchpad 
in the middle. Yeah. I just, I just hate it. I really it's hate it. It's such a double standard. We're like, Sony and their gimmicks, but Nintendo's like, ooh, HD Rumble, that's sick. Except neither of them are used properly. No, no, okay. Well, no. Sure, sure. But th- seriously, have you used the fucking DualShock on PS4? Yeah, no, I hate the DualShock. But you're like, oh, I want to open a map. You gotta, you click the kind of like touchpad yeah. and it, it's like really awkward and... Look, I'm not a big fan oh. of... I'm actually really particular with those kind of controllers of any of the functionality that's an inward press. I remember playing Last of Us um, on PS4 and I was trying to do something and I think I had to look for a ladder. I was in this area full of clickers. It was all really stressful. And then a like a, a hint tooltip thing came up of like R3. I'm like, what the fuck's R3? And I'm like <laughs> turning the controller around because I never was a console gamer. Like I had a PlayStation 1 as a kid, mm. but ever since then I was fully a PC or I was, sorry, handheld Nintendo. Yep. And I didn't go near an Xbox or a PlayStation for quite a while. I only really got back into it when I started working at EB because I'm like, I need to know more about games than just what's on Nintendo and PC. Yeah. But yeah, I was so frustrated. I had to Google it. Be like, where the fuck is the R3 button? I think I came across this like on GTA or something ages ago. And it was like, oh, press L3 and R3. And I was like, same as you. I was like, oh, what is it? It's also strange because... R1 and R2 are the triggers and bumpers, right? Yeah, or LTRT, yeah. depending on what yeah. platform you're but on. but it goes like bumpers, I'm just going to like visualise it on screen, it's like bumpers, trigger, and then to the thumbstick? Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that continuity? Like, also, which way is forward or back in that numbering system? Like, well, even the then, trigger could L- be R3, I right? think on a PlayStation, L1 is, L1 and R1 is the front one, L2 and R2 is the back one, and then 3 is the middle. So when you are saying it, it's technically 2, 1, 3. What? Oh, God. It's very strange. I, I think yeah. it's it's one of those things where if you put R three on the triggers, mm-hmm. it sounds weird because you use R three and L three all the time. Then so it's kind of weird. Whereas the the, the joysticks, yeah, you, so. you kind of rarely use them. What, much more. I don't know. I just find them so uncomfortable to use. Like As the way I hold a controller, like my my finger isn't designed to. Right. Most I, have, I have much bigger hands than you. So anyway. for me, it doesn't bother me too much. But I can okay. see how. Yeah. If you're kind of like this, you're like. It's kind of awkward. So can I ask a a, an, a contentious question? Oh god! How yes. does everyone feel about the Nintendo sixty four controller? It's terrible. Why would you ask? Because uh, some people love it. Some oh, people I think swear by it. Nostalgia burners, though. Is it? Yeah, no one actually likes that controller. I, I don't think it's. I think good. they're just like, ooh, it's so cool. It looks so retro. Back in game. Look at that single joystick. So <laughs> it was really interesting just having that conversation of what was it the Switch the other day? We people were passing around a Switch in the office, and everyone was like, "Oh, how do you hold a Switch?" And everyone held it differently. And some people are, like, holding it, what to me looked like, basically, like this. Like, why are you, why are you doing that? Like, just, just You're hold it. wrong. Yeah, like, why are your arms crossed? But it was really strange. I never, I never, I just, it seems like such an organic thing. And I, I, I'm loving the Switch console. I think it's amazing. I know I'm years late, but I'm really enjoying it. It feels good to hold, like. Proudly supported by our sponsor, Nintendo. Yes. Oh my god, did you say years later and then I realised, oh wait, it came out in 2017. Yeah, it's years later, oh Switch has been around for a bit now. Three it's years almost ago. at the end of its cycle and they'll be putting out a new one soon. The Nintendo's Switch. It'll be the new Nintendo, like NU. You know what I, you know what I saw on um, some random website? It was an Four, article yeah. It was an article titled uh, Why Last of Us is a Perfect Game and Does It Need a Sequel? And I was like... That is an interesting statement because everyone is asking for it, but someone out there wrote an article about why it's wrong and why this game uh, is perfect. You don't. People don't make a sequel because the first game wasn't good enough. It's usually because they want more. 
Yeah, like if a book is good, you don't go, oh, why did they why did they make more Harry Potter? The first one was fine. The first one was good. Because the, the story wasn't finished, right? Like stories have sequels and continue on, right? The thing, like games can be sequelized forever usually because the but mechanics... that could have been the ending of Harry Potter. It could have been. Would have been a shitty ending, but yeah, I guess. Would it? Did he die in the first book? No, no. that was Philosopher's Stone. So that was when he battled Voldemort with Professor Quirrell on the back. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah it's a yeah. Philosopher's Stone. Back of his Professor, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, it was like they got rid of Voldemort. Sort so of, they yeah. thought we now know that wasn't true. But if that was all that that story ever existed as, that would have been the end. He got rid of Voldemort. Very happy ending. Yeah, but, I but, really but disagree think, with that perspective. Like, I, th- I think Last of Us in itself. I understand the point that. The structure of the story is very good and it's very contained. But the second game isn't a direct sequel as such. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I guess it's more like a, it's almost like a spin-off in a way. Kind of. It's, it's years later, so... I think, what's the point I think that article would try to make, or this is always based on what the creator thinks as well, right? So, yeah. if you design a story, if you have five parts, and you release one, and then people want a sequel, then it's fine, because you've already designed the story to be in five parts. Yeah. Like, Harry Potter was not designed to be one book and then it was successful and then she added more. Unless, we don't know, you know, J.K. Rowling's weird. Um, whereas Last of Us, what Last of Us as a casual reader, who's someone who played it, would just be like, this is a self-contained thing. Hmm. It's weird that they're doing a sequel. They're just, yeah. milk, they're just creating a franchise out of uh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The, other, the Unless, other argument is like, if you have something good, why not? Like, it, it made so many people happy. Because it was happy. good, you don't need to add more to it. Because the thing is, like, it tends to de- devalue the first experience. So, okay, so I understand this argument a lot, because TV does it really, really intensely Milk at the it. moment. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Stranger Things season one was fucking amazing. I loved it so much. And now that we're at season three, I'm like, like, yeah, it's fine. It's not the same as what the original was. And uh, Russian Doll was a great example because it was one very enclosed season mm. and that was the whole show. And yeah. I was like... That I was really surprised they were announcing a second season. Yes. Yeah, they announced a second season. And it was like, but why? Like, you don't need more. Yeah. That, that story ended. And right. so I, I do understand that argument to some degree. I think I'm probably more empathetic as a game developer to be like, if they made a game that's super successful and doing really well, then it makes sense to make more and I don't think they're doing it in a cheap way they didn't release it six I, months I think, later I think it depends if say you have a framework so say you're talking about Star Trek okay it's such a massive fucking framework where it's like you set your world you have all those characters and whatever mm-hmm. you can move to a completely different segment of like time or space and you have stories to tell and that's fine you have an existing framework if it's like a really contained story like yeah like Harry Potter or Last of Us like now that they're like, okay, we've got Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and you gotta pay, you gotta pay two hundred bucks for each part of the play. That's so that's like, mm. that's an example of milking it that I don't like. I didn't yeah. like Fantastic Beasts. So I, okay, I I actually liked it. Okay. Contentious point. I actually liked it because I was like, oh my god, it's not Harry Potter. It's set in the same universe, but it's a different timeline, and it's just more interesting. And it's like twenties, and it looks cool. And I was like, it's just, I'm just so fucking tired of Harry Potter. I'm like, go away. Oh, that's that's fair. I didn't think they should make more. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, and I still haven't even seen, seen Cursed Child, because I'm like, I don't know that I need more. Like, I got a lot between the books and the film, I and the games that I yeah. absorbed. Like, it's, it's like a lot. Harry Potter saturation. Yeah, I did the same thing with Walking Dead. I, like, they, that was the same thing. They're like, oh, this show is good, let's keep going. Or the comic originally. Mm. The comic was really good, let's keep going. Oh, let's make a show about it. Let's make video games about it. Let's do all these things. Let's make all these different type of video games. It's mm. like, you had something good, and now I... 
I loathe the series. Like, I do anything I can to stay away from it. There, there is something really fascinating about, you know, franchises that they spawn something that is, like, pretty good or good. People like it. Yeah. They make more. And then there's a point where you're like, okay, now is logically the point where you should stop. They continue to milk it. Yeah. But then they continue I think the so answer to your question, Searing, is that uh, capitalism is a driving motivator in order to... I don't know. No, we don't. We don't. We haven't spoken to the writers of Last of Us. Like, okay, so I understand what you're saying with these massive franchises that span decades, hmm. but something like Last of Us, like it's not a franchise until the second game comes out. Well, yes, but who's to say that the writers didn't have more to share? Like, okay, what that, if that, they developed that character 100%. and they're like, there is more for her to do, more for her to say? But but say say something like Assassin's Creed for me is, is so fascinating because I look at the writing and. There is a point where it just crumbles so hard yeah. that they do not care about the writing anymore. Oh, I, I don't play the Assassin's Creed games for that reason. I was really interested at first, and then I kind of kept going. I'm like, yeah. Like they, they had this really, really clear thread that they followed, and they just kind of like dropped it. Yeah. And it's fascinating to, to me that they're like, okay, you know what? The story doesn't matter. Just make more games. Yeah. More sandboxes. Yeah. So and then I... you ask people, so what's the story about? And they're like... Oh, it's an RPG now. You make you make your own story. Yeah. Okay. That's and and it's really it hard comes to across as lazy. It's not even laziness. You come in and you're like, having played some of the, the old games, I don't understand what's going on. Like, what? Yeah. What What happened? And the the the, the apple and the gods and whatever. Like, okay. what is going on? It's crazy. Yeah. So I think I think I'm based on things that have happened previously in my games jobs. Hmm. I am very particular about calling out like specific game or games for doing something like that like for example last of us i don't know also because i went there and i like know people who work there and so i probably have a bit of a soft spot for them but based on everything i've seen from the development cycle they are not making the same game like it is much more graphic and realistic and intense and even more narrative driven like they're i don't think they're playing it safe and releasing a direct sequel. I think they're really amplifying it, which is part of the reason why it's had delays, mm. is they are really, really looking for a refined experience. I, I, I trust so I Naughty don't, Dog to do that. Yeah, so I don't see that as a cash grab the way I have seen other games, that you just get a sequel and you mm. don't understand why. But counterpoint on that, I think mm -hmm. Naughty Dog has, they have a really weird way of approaching their franchises, because Uncharted especially, I, I, I love the first Uncharted. Okay. I, I like the second one. Yeah. Hated the third one, and didn't, didn't really care for the fourth one. And then they released the portable ones as well, and I was like... Yeah, PSP and PSP ones. Yeah, and the more they developed that story, which had a clear structure, the more I was like, you don't have anything else to say, but you're still doing it. So this is when I start to go on the side of, they are a Sony house studio, so they wouldn't necessarily be making a lot of those decisions. Like, they probably have a reasonable amount of pushback, mm. but at the same time, if you're a director of a studio like Naughty Dog and Sony goes, we're going to give you these millions of dollars, mm. all your staff are going to stay employed. But then the same applies to Last of Us. You can't be sure for certain that they, that they haven't been pushed to, like, oh, this was really successful, make another one. Uh, based on the conversations I had in-house with the people working on it, mm. it didn't seem like that was the case. Mm. Um, and I will probably have a different perspective if we get to a point where... 10 years from now, we're at last for six, yeah, or seven. <laughs> I will probably have a different opinion then. Yeah. Um, but I do think that Last of Us, the first one, meant so much to so many people in in the world mm. that I I understand giving them more. Because it's, it's sort of like, if I think of Uncharted 3 and 4, for instance, mechanically and visually, like they really pushed everything that they could. 
They, like, they really tried. But you can tell that this wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to exist yeah. in the first Yeah, well, place. I mean, you said you loved Uncharted 2. So maybe Last of Us will have a second one, and that will that will end the story. And then maybe, maybe. It, maybe it will be a franchise, but it'll be still an enclosed one with a great experience. I, from memory, I can't think of a franchise that stops at number two and is really successful. Well, because that's not a franchise, really. I mean... Well... <laughs> Technically, it is because you have more than one entry, right? Uh, it's I'm not sure a standalone franchise. In like a corporate sense, is something that can be exploited and widely distributed. So a franchise product would be multiple sequels, um, merchandised spin-offs. Like that's what makes something a franchise. Just doing a okay. sequel to a story is not like if you have a two-part story designed, yeah. you wouldn't call that a franchise. So okay, what, what, but like, if you but if you have say if it's have, called part one, part two, if you have a trilogy for a game, yeah, is that a franchise? depends how multimedia it becomes like halo halo like, sort of became a franchise around game three but so are you saying that like once the tv so it becomes more of a franchise when yeah when, when it gets exploded let, let's say it, it's a franchise when they make pop vinyls out of it that never makes a fucking yes franchise. no i know yeah. no but, but i think it is that thing once it permeates just that one form of media and yeah. starts to have tv shows and comic books and books and like witcher only has three games but that's a franchise there's now a tv show about it there's books about it. They're based like, on books. So. They're based on well, books. Well, yes. Yeah. 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 But, but, but I mean, so you're saying that, say, Jack and Dexter, for instance. But the writer never wrote more books, though. For The Witcher. No. Well. No, but they started making comic books and stuff like and that. And there's a TV yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's all... Um, the writer had stopped for a very long time. I don't think a lot of the comic slowly... books would be the same writer. I'm pretty sure they're different writers. No, no, but the, the, writer, the writer wrote the first couple of books, or wrote, wrote the whole story out, and it was successful, but he didn't actually exploit it very much. It wasn't until the games became successful that the writer went back and started chasing other deals. Because <laughs> um, so they were written in the 90s. Yeah. I those think games were mid-2000s. This kind of also leads us into that question of... Uh, I mean, almost sort of tying back into, like, when when influential, like, writers or developers or whatever are not great people, does, do you hate what they've created? And I think that's uh. sort of... That sort of leads into, like, franchises and that sort of thing. Like, I I still really love the Walking Dead comic books. Like, I still stand by those specifically. They are really well-written, up until number book number 16 or something. Mm. They are very, very well-written comics that are intense and wonderfully done. Mm. And I can... I, I have to try hard, but I can still appreciate them for what they are, excluding everything that came later. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think, and that's the hard thing, I think the Witcher books would be devalued by all these things that are starting to come out. Kick-Ass did a really similar thing. The original Kick-Ass comics, comic is one of my favourite pieces of writing ever. It's fucking hilarious. It's so well done. But the film started to kind of lose me and lose that, that so, time. Okay, but better question, Elise. Yeah. Pretend, uh, you know the series and this game? Yeah, I, I mean, I know they were books, they were films. I haven't seen any. Okay, pr- Talk about the books, right? Okay. Um, the books are really, really beloved. Like, yes. everyone fucking loves the books. And what happened is that the writer, whatever his name is, I can't remember, is a huge fucking homophobe. And yes, then the I question that emerged that. from that was, okay, is it okay to like a product knowing that the person who made it is kind of an ass? I mean, I think this conversation is huge in the world at the moment, more than ever. Yeah. That that argument is, is very much a thing. Um, yeah. Like, and how many Lovecraft things are there? And the guy's, like, a mega racist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, like, who doesn't love a Disney product? Like, Yeah, well, yeah. Disney it, was a Nazi... Was he a Nazi sympathizer? Yeah. 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 But, um, but it's like, can you can you appreciate the work of someone, or in its own right, without, uh, you know, looking at the context or why it was made? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it brings up a lot of really interesting questions when we talk about people like Disney and, like, to me, like, Disney and anything Nazi-related is probably where I'm the most inclined to be like, no, fuck you, I hate you, mm. I don't understand you, you're a terrible person. Mm. But then I do sometimes have to take a step back and be like, let's understand what was happening at the time. Mm. Like, if, if Disney was that person, I mean, it, it's never acceptable to be a Nazi, mm. but there are times in society where it was very commonplace and the way you were raised really did influence a lot of your decisions i think people nowadays who are nazis or nazi sympathizers or whatever i'm like okay no like you know better we've seen what happened how can you be like that um and i think that is an important thing when we talk about media is uh i mean the enders game writer is a lot like those games are relatively new yeah uh, yeah like 2000 yeah yeah so it's like that versus someone writing in like the 1800s who was homophobic i'm like it's it's still not okay but i at least try and understand but what he, the- here's the thing pretend that you hate the writer of ender's game because you're like oh he's a fucking homophobe i hate him yeah. fair enough now go 100 years in the future and you're just a random person picking up those books and be like man those books are really fucking good and then you yeah. read about the writer yeah. and you're like oh the writer was an asshole yeah and I think it's also, that's solely dependent on the order in which you discover things. Yeah. For example, everyone discovered Harry Potter before we found out all of J.K. Rowling's like very, very problematic mm. opinions on things. Mm. And that's hard because like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to force myself to hate something mm. that brought a lot of joy. And also when it permeates different forms of media. So for example, I don't agree with J.K. Rowling's opinions on things. Mm. However... I appreciate all the production that went into the films. And yes, they were based on her books, mm. but I don't want to dismiss the work of thousands of people who worked on this entire franchise and created all these things and the visual effects artists and the prop artists mm-hmm. and the actors and the producers and like directors and everyone who did that. I I think the the example of that was, um, what's that TV show that got that remaster? That woman, it was based on her name. Um, it had John Goodman in it. TV show Roseanne 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 so that got remastered and then she made those comments on Twitter and everyone's like nah she's done and they ended up cancelling the show Mm. and I understand why they did that but I'm like but but what about John Goodman like he didn't do anything wrong and now he's getting his show cancelled well he was an actor in the 90s we don't know anything well (laughs) okay yes okay that's part of the 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 more global Um, problem of cancel culture yes is is it it okay just why would you be shut down for being associated with someone who fucks up like this, if you're a friend of someone who's accused of like harassment, for instance, it's like you don't go to jail for it. No, but it's like it's like why everyone is like, oh, cancel that person because they're friends with them. It's like, but you don't know any of the the context. Like that person is not, they haven't done anything wrong. They're yeah. being shut down. I mean, it's it's a because huge, they exist. It's a huge conversation, especially yeah. on Twitter about cancel culture. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. I have one last thing. Uh, Maddie was pointing out on TV shows, we're talking yeah. about renewals and things. Yeah, she brings up. Um, most TV shows are designed, written to only hit five seasons or a hundred episodes. Yep. So that's why pretty much every US TV show gets shit after season five. So, as in, it's just designed from the they, ground so up. So if they right. get they're designed they from the ground up to be yeah. about five seasons long, and then after that they like, like anything goes. fuck, it's successful. We have to keep writing more seasons, but the plot hasn't been planned out any further. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, I think that's why a lot of people really respect writers like. I have massive respect for Mike Schur. I think that's how you pronounce it, the creator of The Good Place. Mm. I do think that the show kind of was not as good as it was in the first season, but he was like, this was the story I wanted to tell. 
the, it took me four seasons to get there. This is what I developed, and that's it. Like, yes, that show was so popular, it could go on for a really long time. But he's, he's decided to be like, I don't care, I'm ending it? Yeah, he's like, like I don't, no. don't yeah, want to put fodder in the show. Bless, like, bless his whole, his whole, his yeah. Sorry? Bless his soul. Yes, there's not many in the world like that, and I'm like... BBC miniseries, that's where it's at. Like seven the, episodes, one yeah. season, that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just watch Faulty Towers over and over uh, and over. <laughs> okay, let's move on from uh, cancel culture and the IGN, to IGN the IG the Metacritic. IGN seventy Metacritic game. Yay! Um, chat if you don't know, we basically just we have a bunch of games that came out recently. I've got their Metacritic scores here for specific platforms. I'm gonna get uh, get the couch to guess what the ge- the Not score us, just was. The couch. The what are you reckon, buddy? Come on, do it. The the little cats behind you, Lancer. Um, I have my list, but also Elise wrote her own list, not knowing that I will be hosting. So you know, Elise may already know the answer to one of these, but she's got extra. We can we can go. Look, I put the, the bottom one in there just for my own ego. So please. We'll start with the one that I know you probably remember the answer to. Okay. Um, Dreams on PS4 just came out. People I remember are actually this one. It. Yeah. I'll pass it on to you. Um, oh, shit. I thought that'd be an interesting one because that is an interesting. What one. an interesting game. So PS4 just came out. Yeah. You know, Dreams is the sort of creation tool by Media Molecule. X, they were previously Little Big Planet, and they, uh, it's like a combination of like game creation and art tools, and it's got music and stuff in it. It's pretty big. Okay, at a glance, because I haven't heard anything from it, I imagine it was fine. So I'm gonna f- for like a seventy-eight. Okay, at least you know the answer, don't you? I do know the answer. Can I tell you the answer? Yeah, at least. Yeah. It's ninety. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. If you don't hear about it, it's usually good. Well, yeah, I think it's also, like, that's exceptionally high for a culture of people that are like, oh, it's not even a game. Yeah. It's not a game. And it like, only comes with two hours of pre-made content. Interesting. A pre-made, pre-made content by professional developers. Yeah, because so it's all meant to be Media Molecule content. made two hours of a little, they made their own little story in the games and stuff, and it's all part of one thing, and that's all made within Dreams too. so which means you can also, like, make your own stuff using the assets from that thing. Mm. Um, it's all very, very weird. People should YouTube it. It's really fascinating seeing what people are coming up with. Mm. It's a really, really creative thing. Um, cool. Okay, so now we'll move on to one that you probably don't know because you didn't write this one down. Okay. Um, the Warrior Orochi... Warriors Orochi franchise um, has a version... Number four is on PS4. I have no idea what the game is. Now, do you know Samurai Warriors? <laughs> yep, Winston. Samurai Warriors, or uh, it's it's adjacent to um, Dynasty Warriors. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, uh, 68. <laughs> the Dynasty Warriors yeah. did. Uh, that's, they that's very much started plummeting 52. towards the end. Okay. Yeah, 52. Okay. Right. 52. Yeah. 52. Yeah. This is the PS4 version. Um, <laughs> Elise was very close. It's 72. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, that's better yeah, than yeah. I thought. That's, yeah. Uh, when yeah. I was looking at scores this week, there's uh, there's some really high scores up there. Like, it, it was a good week for games. Steam likes it, though. Oh, wait, no. This is, oh, that's the old version. Yeah, this is like a console remaster of that same release. Okay. Oh, so it's, oh I thought it was a new game. Uh, it just got released. Yeah. But the no, sorry, the the port got re. It's like it's like a complete bundle, basically. Right. Okay. Oh, I thought, I thought like, it was literally like a new game they made from scratch. Oh recently. well, every single Dynasty Warriors game is a seventy-two or something. Like, okay. Let's be honest. At least it's against the sixty. It's pretty close. Um, that franchise is consistently average. Um, this not that one's a bit of a weird one. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Ooh, so oh, so is it based on the film? Uh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, let me. I don't actually know what platform this is on, but that might. Because uh, that's that's the the show on Netflix. Yes. Oh, they did do a show about it, hey. Yeah. And that's the Age of Resistance, whatever. Okay, that's so, the TV show. So when you this say, is the tactics game based on that TV show. When you show. say tactics, do you mean, on, is it a mobile game? Or like, a, you, like a John uh, Wick hex sorry, kind of thing? it's a really long thing for me to type into my phone. Age of Resistance. 
we are starting tactics. to see the rise of TV and film tie-ins actually being okay. Yeah, because they're doing... Well, I mean, John Wick one was... They just got a designer who's actually good to make it. Yeah, and it's, it's, been, it's been less about huge. getting a cheap team to do it on as low cost as possible, like, you know, the 70 Frozen mobile games. Okay, I found the Steam page for it. I'm going to take a look at that. Okay. So we're talking about a Dark Crystal... Yeah, it's like, um... It kind of looks like Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. Okay. Uh, on what platform it's on, did you say? Switch? Uh, I have, I'm pretty sure I have the console review. Okay. Yeah. I have the Switch review, but it's on Steam and everything. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to aim for the Steam one. PC. I have the console review here on Metacritic. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 78. 75. So it's, its user score is quite high. It's got an 80-something on, mm-hmm. on Steam. But the official Metacritic? The official Metacritic is 58. Ooh. Ooh. It's pretty rough. Um, but I mean, I, it sounds like if you're a Dark Crystal fan and you're a Tactics fan, it's probably good. But I'm sure the console port has issues that would explain it. If it's got such a drastic user score difference to like Metacritic score. Have you noticed that, Elise? This is m- yes. much more rare for like games than movies. Like movies, usually, yeah, like platform like, makes yeah. such movies, a Movies, like a lot of people are like, oh, this movie fucking sucks. Like reviews are like, this is terrible. And yeah. users are like, I love it. Whereas games, it's usually the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick, quick side question, really quick. What's your favorite movie or TV show tie-in game? Oh, Afro Ooh. Samurai. I have the Xbox 360 game. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks nice. The actually. Matrix game on PS2. Okay. Um, Mine is that. a tie between the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone on Game Boy Advance, and the Finding Nemo game on. I think that was Game Boy SP or something. Uh, so. I played a PS2 one. It was so bad. The side scrollers. No, no, no. The, this, the console one was a completely different game, and I, I loved it. It was I played through it like eighteen times. Um, I would I would always trip customers up because working at EB, they had remastered it for 3DS, and people were like, "What's your favorite game on the 3DS at the moment?" I'm like that Finding Nemo game, and they're like, "Oh, ha, ha, ha," and I'm like, "No, it's good. It was really fun. The, I enjoyed it thoroughly." The Harry Potter games on Game uh, of Color. This is the. Uh... This is the Game Boy. Is this the one you're talking about, Elise? Yeah. The chat. Anyone watching should be Game able to Boy see this. Advance. This is. Oh my god. Is oh, this, so it is. A it's like game. Echo the Dolphin. But there was a whole bunch of different v- modes. Like oh. there was a whole bunch of different quests. It was not always just this. What the fuck? Keep in mind, this is Game Boy Advance, so we're talking quite yeah. a few years ago. Um, and just as far as my experience playing it, I very loved odd. It. Yeah. Uh, okay, All let's right. move on. The last one. I'm not going to include some of these because it's very self set like. At least wants me to put in uh, what the review for Florence was on the Switch. Wow. Yeah. Brought to you by our sponsors, Annapurna and, and Mountains. Annapurna Samurai Fucking Mountains. Yeah. Because we worked on that game. Um, it was, they haven't got all the Metacritic reviews in yet. At least two reviews specifically. Yeah. yeah. One was 95 and the other was 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's a perfect port. 100. Of a perfect game. <laughs> Literally, someone reviewed it as 100. I mean, it's not our game, so like, yeah. congratulations, hey, Mountains, we, we on creating a redesign, like the whole game to be from it was, it was nine by sixteen. Now it's sixteen nine. Yeah, yeah. So, that's on us. Yeah. Uh, Knights and bikes for the Switch. Did, did either of you know about this game? Uh, I saw a bit of it in the development. I'm gonna put a. Um, I don't actually know what the final release looked like. See, now we're in like a match two thing. Oh, it was so oh good. God. Yeah. It was so good, and there was like puzzle piece slides. It was good. It was good. Uh, uh, screen share. So we go. Everyone can watch that. Um, this is Knights and Bikes. Let's put this over here so you all can see. Is that Double Fine? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Double Fine Pub. This is one of the last Double Fine published games. So this was actually made by um, a guy from Little Big Planet. 
Okay. And Terraway, this molecule. was the the lead artist on this was an ex mini molecule. Yeah, he um. This had a lot of publicity. That's why I included it. Yeah, it had a very popular Kickstarter, and obviously uh, the art direction is very like um, specific. Very broken age. I listened to his no clip interview. He was talking about like he was going for that like childhood innocence feeling. Which is funny because he's not a dad. I'm total goose. Um, but it's also just like with the music and everything. Like it, it feels different. It feels like it could have an interesting point of view yeah not sure what the game is though yeah still unclear from this trailer uh, i think the kids are meant to be like like six or something they're like very young oh the song is i want to ride my bike yeah oh it's, this is probably like the american version of the chats <laughs> I wonder if they made this song just for the game. Um, yeah, so the game looks like a thing. God, that's really loud. Um, sorry about that, everyone. Um, I, I, I need a score because I wrote it down. So, um, so wait, it, it has been released. This is the Switch release, yeah. yeah. But it's on a bunch of platforms. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, keep in mind a guy who was the art director for... Oh, no, I've got the thing. There we go. Um, i got the thing where Elisa's shoulder is in my camera. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, the art director from Mini Molecule, who used to be there. So, I mean, um, it looked great. It looked great. It's a Double Fine game. Published. Double Fine published. Double Fine published. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm going to say it's probably average to good. What does Syrian's average to good mean? 78. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, it's 82. There you go. 82 on the Nintendo Switch. So, I guess it's good. I don't know what the fuck the game is, though. I guess it's better <laughs> to be than, honest. Uh, than Broken Age in terms of reviews oh and broken age i do well i mean don't find they they've been they just got bought by xbox yes so they, they're moving up in got the world bought by microsoft they did not get bought by a console i guess technically yes microsoft owned them but yes. they'll be working they won't be working on windows pc no but the company <laughs> this that isn't like flight them. sim being watched <laughs> um cool let's wrap it up there we're pretty much right on time um thanks everyone for joining us this week yeah. uh yeah. thanks for jumping in the chat uh, I hope you all join us on Thursday. I'm not sure what's planned, but there will be a stream at 4 p.m. Australian time. That's like 10 p.m. Pacific time the day before. Um, but yeah, we'll see you all then. Thank you so much. Thanks Please for joining. Smash that like button. Smash that like. <laughs> smash that follow button. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Follow. And we'll see you all at PAX East. Yes. If you're going to be there, please join us. Um, have a good one. Bye. 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 That's a loop.